as a leader, there's, there's three things you really have to do. One is set the vision, repeat the vision, make sure people understand the vision. Number two, make sure you've got enough runway, got enough capital and funding to get you to your end. And number three, make sure you have the right people in the right job. And if you do those three things, you'll be incredibly successful. Welcome to the Joe Momo Presents podcast. This is the Calgary Leader Series. Let's start the show. I'm really excited to have my next guest on the podcast. He's the president and CEO at the Calgary Economic Developments. Welcome to the podcast, Brad Perry. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. Great to be here, man. Absolutely. Well, let's just, just jump right into it. How about you let the listeners know who you are and what you do? Uh, yeah, so I'm Brad Perry. I'm the President and CEO of Calgary Economic Development. I'm also the CEO of the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund, and I also oversee the Calgary Film Center. Awesome. Um, yeah, I just want to quickly, quickly step back. And I mean, you've we, I mean, off off podcast, we talked about your marketing experience and being in the agency world. But uh, I'm sure the listeners also want to know how you got to uh, where you are today. Yeah, man, it's been an interesting thing. I think I'm, I'm kind of one of those poster, poster children having multiple careers. I probably had six or seven different careers in my life. But yeah, no, I started in the agency world. I uh, had, a, had a great opportunity to work on some big brands and automotive, different kinds of products. I uh, I moved out of that uh, at the time. I love the agency world. It was great, but I always wanted to run my own brand and, and see if I could do that. Cause, you know, it's a little bit different when you're on the agency side versus the client side. So uh, I had a chance to go and work with a company called Can West a number of years ago, and uh, they brought me in to help rebrand a uh, second-tier network that they had. So I had seven TV stations across the country. I was brought in to rebrand. I did like eight months worth of work, ready to launch this amazing new product. And then Comcast came knocking on our door, and Comcast said, hey, we hate CTV. Can we work with you guys? And so my president and CEO at the time said, well, guess what? We're actually rebranding these stations. What do you think? Do you want to do, do that? They said, yeah, absolutely. So I literally took eight months worth of work. I tossed it aside. Then I spent the next six months working on negotiating with Comcast. And so, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm the person who introduced Kim Kardashian to the Canadian marketplace. <laughs> uh, I launched the e-network in Canada. And so, a uh, huge, great experience. It was, it was a blast. Uh, TV business was, was really interesting. Um, obviously, things happened uh, back then. There was uh, sort of a recession happening, and so we had to shut the network down, which was a shame, but I learned a ton of stuff. And then I moved in um, to a public company. I was uh, uh, Chief marketing officer for a public company for about five years, and we were really into a couple of different modelings. Where I was, I was building products and tech products. I was uh, doing a lot of consumer relations. Uh, built um, a team out that became a back-end services, and we would raise money in the markets and then invest in companies, and then either cash cow them, JV them out, or just sell them outright. And that was a really, really interesting experience, and that led me doing my own gig, uh, working with a lot of startups and AI companies and ML companies in Toronto. So working on their structuring, raising capital, and doing a bunch of that kind of stuff. So I did M&A inside of that. And then I had a chance back at the, uh, I guess the end of 2019, to move back to Calgary uh, to take on the, the opportunity to help sort of rebrand and reframe the city. And I couldn't pass that up. And so that happened. And then I got uh, kicked into the interim CEO job back last August. And then they gave me the full-time gig back in February. So that's how I ended up here. There's a long, <laughs> long life story in like 10, five minutes or less. 
<laughs> I love it. A tweet-sized uh, story <laughs> background. I like it. <laughs> now that you're in your current role, uh, maybe some listeners don't know exactly what the CED does, but um, hey, maybe you could share. I didn't have a clue we did either. Way. <laughs> I didn't come from this role. So it's a great question. So at the end of the day, you know, Calgary Economic Development is a wholly owned subsidiary of the city. So we're not part of the city, but there are shareholders. And, and what our job is at the end of the day, when you break it down and get rid of all the crap around, our job is to really help position Calgary for long-term economic success. So we're, we're the agency that's out there. And the way we do that is through uh, the expansion, retention, and acquisition of companies' capital and talent. So we work with local companies to help them expand if they're looking for talent or if they're looking for other markets they want to go into. Um, we help with the retention. So if companies are thinking about leaving Calgary or looking for other parts, we work with them to help sort of mitigate that uh, opportunity for them to stay here and give them uh, the support they need. And then acquisition for us, we're obviously out uh, in other marketplaces around North America and Europe, talking to companies who are thinking about expanding or relocating or growing their businesses. And we tell them why Calgary is the place they should be doing that. And so a lot of the work that we do is about that attraction piece. And then we support them through talent, through real estate, through a bunch of stuff. We also have a research uh, team that does a lot of economic intelligence. Because uh, again, we, we have to be the organization that's looking three, five, seven, ten years out. What are those global trends? What's happening out there? How is that going to impact our city? How do we make sure the city knows what's coming and that we're set up for success in that long term? So that's that's what we do at CD. Really, it's it's about um, about supporting the economy, making sure that this we're set up properly for long term economic growth, uh, and working with local companies, with outside companies, working with our civic partners, working with the federal government, with the provincial government just to make sure we're doing a whole bunch of cool stuff to make sure that people have a reason to be here as a destination. Absolutely. And speaking of cool stuff, one of the things I read recently was WestJet is using Calgary as an exclusive global connecting hub. And I thought that was pretty neat. Perhaps you could share a little bit more. From yeah, that, from no, that's, that's huge. I mean, uh, we were in, we've been in conversations with WestJet for a long time about this. The impact of the city is incredible. I mean, they're talking about a $7 billion investment. Actually, I had dinner last night with the mayor and the CEO of Westwood to talk about what's going, what's happening next. But them hubbing their international long haul flights here is so important for us. We're actually going to be the most connected mid-sized city in all of North America. We're talking now people in Calgary and business leaders in Calgary have access to a hundred direct flights out of Calgary, which I can't tell you how important that is for our businesses. Uh, if you think about what's going on as they're looking to expand in other markets, as other markets are coming here, you know, as we look for venture capitalists coming in to invest in our companies, that connectivity is so, so important for us. Uh, I can't underscore that. And then if you think about the logistics side of that as well, right? Because obviously we, we are landlocked. Uh, so it's, it's a challenge sometimes to get into Calgary, but having these direct flights and having the commitment from, you know, an iconic brand like WestJet recommit itself to where, where it started. Uh, it's huge. Uh, the community for the business community, for the local community. The number of jobs are going to be created. Uh, just the, the overarching impact is, is, yeah, it's so absolutely fantastic for us to have them here. Absolutely. And one of the things I also read was um, the Calgary and the New Economy, um, that initiative you guys are, are running. Perhaps yeah. uh, you could share a little bit more about that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a great, great question, Joe. So we are the stewards of the economic strategy, which I know I had to figure that part out. What the hell does that mean? What do you mean you're a steward? But the economic strategy that we've built is, is for the community. It's not Calgary Economic Development strategy. It's the community strategy. We're just the ones behind it 
that helped frame it, that helped do it. And as a matter of fact, this year, uh, at the start of the year, we, we took a bunch of time and effort and, and took a step back and said, you know, we had a vision for the city before. Was it the right vision? Was it not? So we tested it against a bunch of global trends. We did a lot of community engagement. And at the end of the day, the vision is, is actually pretty solid, which is, you know, Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to solve those global challenges. And if you think of the companies that we're attracting here, if you think of the companies that are growing here, we are such in that sweet spot right now, man. It, it, it's starting to see that that happen. When you think of companies like Neo Financial, that's disrupting the the industry, right? They're, they're the fastest unicorn in Canadian history. So they were barely an idea in late 2019. And earlier this year, they raised a, a, a round of funding that put them in a billion dollar valuation in less than three years. So oh. what that says is, our economy is set up for this. Like five years ago, you wouldn't have been able to do that. Six years ago, no way. But we've built the infrastructure out. We have the community support. You're seeing companies now not have to leave Calgary to grow, scale, and become players at the international stage, which is, again, one of the most exciting things for us as an organization to see that happen because we call it the hive effect, right? You get these, these great news stories and all of a sudden other companies want to come and be part of that. So, you know, when a company like AWS announces that they're putting three data centers in our community, People start to take notice and go, holy shit, what, I'm sorry, I swear, I shouldn't swear. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, like, wow, we should be part of what's going on in Calgary, what's happening? And so you start to see a lot more of that interest. You start to see that growing perception that we're not just a one-trick pony. We've got a whole bunch of other industries that people can focus on and, and really get behind as a city. Absolutely. And uh, Alberta Tech, Calgary Tech, uh, is, a, like you said, it's a really uh, blossoming industry here. And... Uh, uh, lots of entrepreneurs are, are um, creating ideas and maybe for the entrepreneurs listening, what, what sort of advice would you give to them uh, in this new environment here in Calgary? Hey, it's a great time to do that, man. Calgary is, is so well positioned. I mean, even if you just have an idea that you think you want to go or you're not sure, you want to figure how do I start a company? How to go to Platform Calgary, talk to Terry Rock. Uh, that is our sort of our innovation center right now. We've got a ton of startups, a ton of, of companies setting up shops there. They have a lot of programming that'll help you take your idea and show you how to build a business plan, how to do a TAM, sorry, how to do a total addressable market or a, PM, a product market, I can't stop with the acronyms. They'll really start to get you set up for that, to understand that and how to raise capital. And then once you have that, once you have that kind of plan and showcase that there's a market for it, we have, I think, over 40 incubators and accelerators in Calgary that allow these companies to get that kind of mentorship and growth opportunities to then to go to the next phase of that and raise some serious capital and then start to really expand your business into a global powerhouse. But we've got the people and the programming and the infrastructure in place now that any idea can start to become a billion dollar business. Mm, I love that. And speaking of uh, entrepreneurs trying to build their businesses, uh, for you personally, what's maybe a unique skill that's uh, led you to become a success and successful? Oh, shit. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. That's a good question. Uh, you know, I think it's, I, I'm pretty fluid and adaptable. Uh, I love a challenge. I love change. And I think, um, you know, one of my, one of my skill sets, I think, is I, I have a capacity to take really complex thoughts and synthesize it down into a really simple articulation so people can understand that. And I think that to me is, is the key in what I have to do because, you know, a lot of the things we have coming at us, multiple industries, multiple opportunities, different subsectors, it's really about looking at the bigger picture and seeing how to connect the dots. So I think listening is a key skill set 
uh, that a lot of people really have to keep working on understanding. It's not just, you know, you know, and I know, right, from a marketing and communication psychology standpoint, people don't really listen all the time. They kind of already think about what they want to say versus hearing what the person's saying. And I think, you know, taking that step back and breathing and really understanding is key. And I think the other part for me, uh, since I'm on a roll now, uh, I'm not afraid to look stupid. As you can tell, today's, today's a prime example. Um, I like to ask the dumb questions. I like to just to make sure, right? And so I, I love challenging and questioning and, and not afraid to, to, to really root into stuff and, and just be naive and learn something. If I'm the smartest guy in the room, we're in trouble. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I'd say I'm very much aligned as well. I think uh, just having that uh, active listening skills, be empathetic towards the other person, really understand what they're trying to say, and also just be curious. Just always yeah. ask questions and try and learn new things. I think that's really important. Well, I mean, you know this, right? The three idioms of, of communication, what you think you say, what you actually say, what somebody hears are three different things all the time. <laughs> so you got your, to put yourself in, in the seat of the audience you're talking to and make sure you're speaking their language so you remove those barriers and they actually can hear what you're saying and understand what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of success, uh, I always like asking this question to all the guests that come on the podcast, just because uh, they're all successful in their own right. You're successful. Um, but what does success mean to you? What's your perspective on success? Uh, wow. Success it depends. You know, everyone has their own currency it is the way I look at this. Right? Some people are motivated just by cash. Some are motivated by credit. Some are motivated by acceptance, belonging. Uh, and so for me, success has always been about seeing other people do incredibly well. You know, I, I've had, I've been fortunate that I've been uh, lucky to be leading a number of teams throughout my career. Uh, but for me, the, the, the biggest thing for success that I take pride in is seeing other people be very successful or thrive in environments and, and build to their potential, right? Like actually getting that potential out of somebody. To me, that's success. If you can share that knowledge and you mentioned that empathy, and sometimes, you know, a kick in the ass as well, but getting people to, uh, to do that. So I, when I see people that I've worked with who have worked with me in the past and I see them start to grow in the corporate world or start a company or, or exit a company to me, I just think that is that's so cool. And I just love to see and hear that. I mean, I have people that worked with me 15, 20 years ago uh, that still reach out to me. We still talk about stuff and I, you know, they, they would come back and work with me in a heartbeat and I want to work with them too. So to me, that's, that's my barometer of success. I love that. I love that. Um, that's, what, that's what always inspires me as well, just seeing other people reach their full potential, their, their success. But for you, Brad, what's maybe something that's inspired you recently? Uh, I mean, look, I came back to Calgary for a reason. Right? I moved away in 09 because it wasn't what I thought uh, were the opportunities. Um, and so when I, when I saw what's happening in the ecosystem, when I saw what was happening in the underpinning, the technology, the innovation space, you know, a chance to come in and, and have a hand in that. Like this isn't like we're not selling socks here. It's not like we're doing. There, there's tangible stuff. You're helping sort of set a city up for the long term. And man, that that to me is so exciting. That that's I mean it's a huge challenge. And I love I love the challenge. Uh, and it's not just me doing one. It's not me doing it at all. But to have a hand in that, have a part in that, uh, to see those things kind of move. You know, like when I came back in 2019 into 2019, people were going, "Oh my god!" Like. I'm like, but no, you don't understand the potential is there. You're going to, I'm telling you, it's coming, it's coming. And so to see it come to fruition, be part of, of that underpinning to help drive that forward in the little amount that we do 
to me that that's exciting, inspiring, and that's what keeps me going, man. I, I look at the seed, I can I can see what it's going to look like in five or ten years, and that excites the living crap out of me. <laughs> me as well. Uh, I actually recently read that Calgary's uh, global leader, global energy leader, uh, on the path to net zero and uh, game changing tech in uh, clean tech, actually. So, um, yeah, I love I'd love to get your perspective on what you envision for the future of Calgary. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, Calgary is and will always be the energy capital of Canada. Uh, it's just going to have a different face, right? We're just going to look a little differently. And the way I try to tell people is like, look, it's like your stock portfolio. You may have over-indexed on one specific stock, but now you need to distribute across a whole bunch of other types of stocks or another basket of stocks. And it's the same thing for us. You know, we need to look at these other industries like ag tech is going through the roof here. If you look at life sciences, amazing work being done uh, in this community right now. If you look at the creative industries or film and TV, right? Booming here. We had over half a billion dollars of investment last year alone. Um, I think about the enterprise stuff in, in the fintech world and what's happening around that. And you see companies like RBC and EY set up offices here to grow. To me, those are the things that excite us and are going to help us really set the pace to be diversified in our economy. And the thing that I'm, I'm really thrilled about in this last you know, three or four months, oil has been 100 bucks, right? But yet the headlines aren't about oil. The headlines aren't about that traditional sector. The headlines are about the diversity. The headlines are about people moving back to Calgary. The headlines are about the growth in other sectors. Man, that, to me, I see that kind of stuff and it's like, holy shit, this is, this is what it's about, man. <laughs> I got goosebumps. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Good. the future's future's very bright, and I'm really excited to be a part of this wonderful city. And I appreciate you being on the podcast. I only have a couple more questions uh, here yeah. for you, Brett. Um, what's uh, maybe one question that you never get asked that you wish you would be asked? One question that I get asked every question. Man. I, I, get asked, I know. I get, <laughs> I get asked questions every day, all day. Uh, I think you know if. It's, I think the question is, like, why are you so bullish in the city? Mm. And we don't, I don't get that one specifically, but I think, to me, it's the people. Uh, and, and the fact that the community has come together. I've always said, Calgary's superpower is his kryptonite. And by that, I mean, look, we're really good at getting shit done. Like, we're a city of people who like to get stuff done and move. Sometimes we just don't do it together. And so what really excites me now is that people are starting to come together to see the whole community grow. So people are cheering for each other. They're not competing against each other. If you look at the innovation ecosystem, you know, people are, are coming together and trying new ideas and they're not afraid to take chances anymore. And I think that the most interesting thing for me was when I first came back and I was doing these round tables with tech companies and talking, they would always come out and say, oh yeah, I used to be in oil and gas or I came out of oil and gas or my family's from oil. So they always had this, this preface, this excuse Oh, but I'm a tech startup. I'm not sure. I don't hear that anymore. I don't hear people going, oh, yeah, well, I was in oil and gas. So it's okay that I'm, and now I can't, no, I'm actually in the fintech. I'm doing some really cool shit around robotics or I'm doing really interesting stuff in the quantum space. That to me is, is exciting because you're seeing people get over that hump of that historical having to, to always think about a traditional energy play. So uh, that's the question I don't get asked. So the people for me, is is what's driving this change and what's going to continue to drive us to be that destination of choice for people for the long term. Absolutely, absolutely agree. Uh, what's maybe something that you're proud of that we haven't touched on before we end the interview? Uh, what am I proud of? Oh, um, my kids. You know, I got, I got, a, I got a kid. Uh, 
lot, huge pride for him. I mean, he's, he's 20 years old. He's uh, going to school. He's got his own side business and he's working full time as well. So uh, just to see the drive that he has and the, uh, the skill sets that I never had. Like, I mean, he's fearless and he's just, he, he drives. So uh, from a personal standpoint, yeah, you know, raising, raising a pretty good human being is, is something that I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty proud of. Um, you know, again, I go back to my comment about people. I think the thing that, that I have the most pride in is, is seeing people that I've worked with really closely and helped maybe had a small hand in mentoring or supporting or seeing them grow and become really successful and, and really good human beings. I, I think that to me is, is, you know, really, really drives me uh, to see that. I, I love building teams. I love building culture uh, that's inclusive, that's collaborative, that's risk-taking and, and that. And so for me, that's, that, that's a source of pride for me is seeing that other success happen. Mm. Speaking of that, uh, where can our listeners connect with you online if they want to connect and pick your brain some more? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Uh, my email. You can I'm on the website. So yeah, happy to talk to anybody. If you have questions for us or what we do, what we're doing, or you want to hear me do this, uh, you know, uh, my sales pitch, uh, which I do all day long. Uh, yeah, no, please look me up online. I'm around. Uh, happy to happy to chat, have a coffee or a beer, uh, shoot this shit and, and tell you all the great things that I see happening that, that maybe not is in the mainstream media all the time. Absolutely. And I'll put all those links in the show notes, guys, so go reach out. And yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, Brad. I hope uh, you enjoyed it as much as I have. Uh, it's been a fun conversation. Hey, I love it, man. I'm an awful I only had a few questions. I know you probably have other ones for me, but I really appreciate it. And like, uh, thanks for reaching out, Joe. Really good to be part. Big fan of your stuff. So keep it going. Uh, keep supporting Joe, okay, everybody? This, this is an amazing dude. <laughs> amazing shit in our city. So keep him going, okay? I appreciate that, Brad. And uh, one last question for you before we end yep. the interview. Uh, what does being a leader or leadership mean to you? Uh, again, it's being selfless, right? It's not about me. Uh, you know, even when we talk about marketing, you know, I love selling the city, but nobody gives a rap job, but I have to say they know I'm a sales guy. They want to hear the stories from people like you and entrepreneurs and people who have started and scaled and built companies here. So for me, leadership is, is not about being at the top end of the pyramid. It's about being at the bottom end. So I think I would, I would argue reverse the pyramid and that's where I'm at the bottom to help support everybody above and make sure they're successful in what they're doing and setting people up for success. So. You know, as a leader, there's, there's three things you really have to do. One is set the vision, repeat the vision, make sure people understand the vision. Number two, make sure you've got enough runway, got enough capital and funding to get you to your end. And number three, make sure you have the right people in the right job. And if you do those three things, you'll be part of success. Hi, I'm Brad Perry, and you're listening to Joe Momo Cooper. Thanks again for watching the Joe Momo Presents podcast. For more episodes, check out joemomo.com slash podcasts. All right, see you next time.